Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asmacore Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? Well, I was thinking we should uh, introduce ourselves, but then I was yes. also thinking if you haven't already listened to us by now, you kind of fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is it. I'm getting more after this. But why not? Let's yes. tell, tell them who you are. Well, for the last time, I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. I'm Jay. And I'm Rich. I didn't know, Chris, that you were changing your name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said for the last time, I'm Chris. Never oh, well, on this show. Yeah. I'm unregimented. <laughs> yes, I know. You know, you yes. know I, what I was, it hit me. I was like, oh, this is fucking, this is so much bullshit, but it's us perfectly. Yeah. So close to 150, and that's such a nice round number. Ooh, what show number would this is Well, this? It, it's still 145. Hey, that's a nice number. It's not a round number. It's a multiple of five. Yeah. I like it's it. Not, it's not a prime number. But yeah, I was like, doesn't it fucking, doesn't it figure? Not going to do five more podcasts just because of your OCD, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> I literally almost sent you guys that message when it hit me. Once again, why I couldn't sleep. I was like... <laughs> You think we could squeeze five out? Like, like I don't know. Like, find the drunken lost episode. Throw that in there. Fucking blah blah blah. I got it. OCD won't let me fucking go out on. on. If it was one forty six, I might be like, uh, I know it's an even number, but oh, okay. uh, it's just not sitting right. Well, yeah, this is the last unregimented podcast. Yes. It has come to a close. Yes. Well, you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there, and I think most of the the good ones that I listen to have continued on since I started with them years ago. But I don't know of anyone and of any podcast that had a definite end. Most of them just kind of stop. Just kind of yeah, fizzle out. Fizz, yeah, fizzle out. That's the <clears throat> phrase I was looking for. Well, I think uh, Chris, you were saying this one one time. We were talking about this off air, and you were like, "It's about the six to eight month period where a lot of people who do podcasts and go, oh, wait a minute, this isn't just getting on air and acting a fool for an hour. Yeah. To, I actually have to have some shit to talk about. Have to have mm-hmm. something to back that up, and so they just kind of quit. And I mean, if that's the case, we damn near doubled that. So I mean, oh, you guys, well, just, I, you guys I, this I, first one was what in February, March of 2014. Like you're oh, very, no, no, like June. Like you, you came in like almost. I came in on episode eight. Yeah, you came in like a month in. You, you. Oh, okay. I thought you yeah. were doing it just like once a week for two months or so up until then. So. No, yeah, you you showed up about a month in. Jay was about three. Yeah. Well, but that's not. I, you know, we're not ending it because of a lack of things to talk about. I don't think. No, no. <laughs> and no, I mean, the short answer the is yeah, life gets in the way. And, you know, Aaron and I just made a decision last week. You're like, you know what? It, and this is nothing against Eric has done a wonderful job sitting in for a few episodes, but we just, uh-huh. it's, it's not unregimented without Jay and Rich. And we're just like, well, you know what? Maybe this has just run its course. Well, yeah, because once we got the four of us together, that's where we started to hit our stride. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing has been a completely organic experience. I mean, kind of had an idea of what we wanted to do, but we started with with the with the name unregimented, and then we took it a little too seriously. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, because Chris, do you remember the conversation that we had when we were first trying to figure out? how we wanted this show to kind of what we wanted it to be and what we were going to call it. And we mm. did have the idea of kind of leaving it open format because there's a lot of different 
things that we would like to discuss. And we also found that, uh, that especially you and I, Chris, that we were able to have conversations with opposing viewpoints and not have it just end in, well, well fuck you and your opinion, you know, whatever, you don't know anything, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, it, like adults? Right, yeah, yeah, an actual debate about things. And the, the unregimented kind of came from not really having a side, but it, it's, it became, or it started completely unregimented that, you know, we didn't really know exactly what we were doing. And, yeah. But we were, you know, as we progressed, we started playing to certain strengths depending on, on who we had on the show. And certainly, you know, adding Rich early on helped solidify things. But as soon as Jay came on, Jay, you kind of provided another viewpoint for, I mean, I think between the four of us, four white males, roughly in the same age range... <laughs> We had a pretty wide variety of opinions and ideas about things. Yeah. Certainly, there are subjects that we agreed upon, but I like how the fact too that uh, you know there were there were things that would come up that would if it was uh, if it was just Chris and I there was there were things that would topics that would come up and ideas that would be introduced that we, I don't think we would have come up with on our own. That is very true. That is very astute of you. But we don't need to talk about why we're ending. I mean, there's any number of reasons why you would end a podcast or anything. Sometimes it's just because it's done. Well, well yeah. I mean, the nice thing is is the you know, uh, it's not like anybody's mad at anybody. It's not like any of that. You know, there's no turmoil. Right. There's no drama. It's just, hey, you know, this this has to. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm shocked you guys didn't go on with Eric or didn't decide to go on with Eric. But I mean, I, I understand it. And all of us having at one point in our lives being in, been involved at various levels in music i mean we all understand what it's like when you're just literally fucking holding on to a band because you're like god damn it no yeah and you've invested too much into it and you, you yeah. need to see some sort of mm-hmm. payback and sure. if i hadn't you know there's been times that that really that not not myself other people have been like that's a really good band you're in keep it together and it just falls apart i mean one practice it's fine mm-hmm. a gig the next practice half the guys don't show up Right. Everybody hates everybody, and you're just going, what the fuck just happened? Well, That happens? Yeah. That goes on? <laughs> no, two things on that, Rich. One, I wanted to, that kind of really clarifies a, a point that I wanted to make, which is how how much uh, podcasting can be like a band, but how there, there's certain key ways where it's completely different from it, and this lack of uh, animosity is certainly one of those. I think it's because in bands, you don't have to really communicate to make music outside of talking about right. That's the music. Point, yeah. And here, this is all about us communicating with each other. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, I, I mean, we might as well throw that shit out there. I'm the one that was like, last one, I was like, I, guys, I just can't do it. And that, that shit had been sitting on my fucking back for a while. And well, I was like, I don't, I didn't, it was nothing, there was nothing I could have, I, I was like, maybe I should have brought it up to him before, but then it would have just been... I'm delaying the inevitable. Right. You know, mm-hmm. because but you certainly just, weren't alone. Everybody had that thought in the back of their heads. Like, what, where is this going? Okay. And I mean, it's just, you know, I just, I was like, you know what? I just say it and, and get it out there. And, you well, know, well, I you mean, know, 
speaking of where it's going, there is somewhere where it's going because when you said that you were you were a little shocked that we didn't continue on with Eric, well, I still want to continue on with Eric. And when I was talking about how this kind of organically grew through playing to the strengths of the people that we had on the show, certainly one of Eric's big strengths is music. And Chris and I have been throwing ideas back and forth forever now about how we wanted to approach a music podcast, something that there's so many of them out there. And is there a unique angle or, or, or a unique viewpoint that we could put on something or even just make something that's just that little bit better than the rest of the stuff out there. And that is the next evolution. We realized, well, you know, we kind of have to close the chapter on this unregimented to fully invest in the next phase of what we want to do with Christopher Media. So, yeah, the next project is going to be a to-be-titled-still music podcast with Chris, myself, and Eric. And certainly, if you guys have an opportunity to come on and there's something that you guys want to talk about, because we're all musicians... That would that would be even better. That's cool. So I mean, so in a way, I mean, unregimented isn't dying or going away. We're just refocusing on what we really want to talk about. We're getting rid well, of the topical and political stuff, and let's just talk about music because it's so important to all of our lives. Well, this this is a question I've been wondering. Are you going to leave the back episodes up? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to kill the feet. Yeah. That's what's okay. great about this, too. It's like a time capsule. You know, somebody might find this a couple years down the line and listen to it and enjoy it. It's like it's like catching the wire in 2012. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It doesn't line up with current events like it did when you were watching it in real time, but it's still great. Yeah, that's I'm I not, like that. not to that's say funny. that unregimented is on the same level as the wire. It's a wire. Like, no, no, no. It's no. like the one of the peaks of uh, entertainment there in my opinion. It's rare <laughs> yeah. that uh, that television hits those types of levels. I mean, I think that that was a show to me that was more engaging and more well cast than shows like Sopranos even, which I thoroughly enjoyed for what it is. But yeah, The Wire is just like one of the pinnacles of television in my opinion. Oh yeah, definitely. And to and to, to kind of to, to piggyback on what Aaron was talking about, you know, another thing we realized that we discussed too is like we're not pundits. We're not a professional news organization really. It's no. the, another thing with podcasts is to be successful really you got it's the way pod at least the way it is right now in the podcast medium is you got to have a niche. You know, and right. we are doing a show that is more or format I should say that's generally reserved for for like comedians or, or news people where their niche mm-hmm. is their fans that's their niche that's why their podcast is successful right we're just four middle-aged dudes from suburban detroit who sit around and bitch about how society's going to hell every week right you know it, it's just it's a, two at the same time how many there's millions of podcasts like that you know if you want to be successful and you want to set yourself apart you know you need you need kind of a niche i mean i think towards the the end here we our niche was kind of like we were born that 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 nerd and geek culture thing but i just think unregimented served its purpose you know it, it taught us how to podcast it reconnected yep. me and rich yeah you know we've known each other you know since 1999 so do the math on that one you know we made a new friend met jay you know yep. but it's just without you two just it's aaron and i it's it's it wouldn't be the same so you know, rather than just, you know, like I, w- I was in a band that kept going on far too long that should have disbanded. I guess maybe too, I've just been in a situation like this before. Like, you know what? I'd rather just kill something than watch it die, if that makes any sense right. to you guys. No, I totally understand. Absolutely understand. And 
it's it's also I mean even for for people out there who's ne- who've never been in a band you don't even have to use that as the analogy I mean you can just use it as uh everybody's if once you've hit a certain age and been in a, a certain amount of relationships everybody's been in a relationship that just was like okay looking back we we really should have ended a lot sooner before all the before it got messy right mm-hmm. yeah the last serious relationship I had which wasn't that long but it did it, it was the only relationship that I had where it came to an end where both of us realized right around the same time like we had some stupid fight over something that didn't make any sense and at the end of it we were like oh gosh this is it isn't it <laughs> yeah and when yeah. and you know there's it was drug out for a short period after that but that was a death nail right there and well i mean you got to get the retap in there i mean that's, that's <laughs> right <laughs> i mean you know right. you got to have that goodbye sex so yes ex- exactly <laughs> is that what we're doing now <laughs> I, yes this exactly. is the goodbye I sex. a condom <laughs> Actually, guys, I hate to be a fuddy-duddy, but i got to deal with some kid stuff going on right now. So um, I'm going to sign out. All right, um, Jay. Well, all right, dude. thanks for joining us tonight, and thanks for being part of Unregimented, and we hope to mm-hmm. hear from you in the future. Oh, yeah, dude. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the friends I gained through it and the experiences that I've had, and sorry I couldn't commit any further to it. but uh, It's all good. We knew we were pushing it as is. You go take care of your family. All right, yeah, man. and Take- hey, man, doors open whenever life allows you. You want to come back? There'll always be a mic for you, sir. Right on. All right, Jay. Thank you, gentlemen. All right, Richard, Jay. it was fantastic, my friend. Definitely. Yeah, you know I'll be hitting you up like when I when I'm like I need some shit about video games. What monitor do I get? What? How do I upgrade my computer? You know. How <laughs> yeah, right on. Right on, guys. All right. Have dude. a great night, guys. All right, Jay. Bye, Jay. Take care, man. Bye. Bye, everybody in podcast world. Kiss my ass. <laughs> All right. Then there were three. (laughs) It's like we're it's like we're working backwards through time in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty soon, Rich is going to leave, and then uh, and then Rob's going to pop up for a minute. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) And then we can end it. Yeah. Who's who's gonna be the uh, who's gonna be the, the like is the the last episode of Cheers the Sam Malone right. shutting the lights off going no sorry we're closed I guess yes. that's me I'm the only one in studio here yeah <laughs> but I think too that it's fitting that three of us are on Skype and one of us isn't for the last episode I mean that yeah. just it, it, it's it's pretty apropos <laughs> to the situation and, and it speaks to the scheduling issues that kind of made us call this anyway yeah. But yeah. yeah, well, I mean, you guys are literally right next to the studio. So it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, you guys, if you guys want to start something or, you know, have an idea or whatever, it, it, you know, you're right there. It for, for Jay, with his, you know, with the way his work is and he has to travel now. And with me, I don't know what my work situation is going to be. I mean, it's just, it's, just, it's like, yeah, dude, I, I can't. I can't turn down a career, not a job, a career, because mm-hmm. I got a podcast to do Wednesday nights. Oh, no, no yeah, way. exactly. And and I mean, you know, once again, I'm I, I'm the one who who usually always you know throws the personal shit out there. But just to give you an example, as I told my GM, I was like, I need Wednesday night off. Period. We're doing one one last one. That's it. And it was immediately. The, the 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 questions not from her but from the other coworkers, which shows you how dysfunctional the workplace is. Was oh, so now you can work any hours we need. You're not drinking and you don't have a podcast, so you're just you, you just come in whenever. What? And I'm like, ah, oh, see, this is how you people think, and this is why I need to be out of this situation. Yeah, one of many reasons I need to be out of this situation. There's no personal life and work life, and I one thing I'm learning in 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 my coming up on what five 
five months sobriety, five, maybe I'm a little bit past it. I don't know. I, I don't really keep tabs once I got past 90 days. Yeah. Um, is I need to learn to set healthy boundaries in all aspects of my life. Sure. Because I have never had that unless someone else set them for me and I was adhering to them. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, it sucks. But, you know, I would love to do a podcast where it w- didn't have to be once a month or, or not once a month, but uh, once a week, certain time. And we're trying to, ske- you know, juggle four or five schedules at once. But that doesn't make for good listening. So and at least in, at least from what I've heard, a lot of I mean, unless you have one person who the podcast centers around in a revolving door of, of, of co-hosts, which I have heard stuff like. Yeah. Small and podcast. there's also I mean, there's weirder podcasts out there that do. These are usually more. uh fictional like drama based podcasts there's a handful of them out there that people really enjoy and it's like 45 minutes to an hour each month and it yeah. you know it's got all this production element to it and everything too and people complain about it they're oh i just wish it was more than 45 minutes a month but they still come back they still watch they still listen over and over again so oh yeah i mean yeah there's certainly there's certain structures to podcasts that in in ways mimic what radio is doing in the past that do make a successful podcast. But on the other hand, there's no rules and we're kind of being surprised at, at what uh, still what what podcasts out there are being really successful. Look at the most popular podcast in recent history would be Serial. And that's true crime, not fiction, spanning an investigation that spanned like eight hours worth of programming. And it came out, you know, one one week after another. But that was it. It was eight episodes and that was it. But everybody listened to it. Well, I think if, if you're going to look to if anyone proves that niche podcasts are successful, it's NPR. How, first of all, how many of the top 10 podcasts every week are NPR podcasts? And second, they're all, they're all niche. They're all it, it, it's all catering to a specific audience. There's also the you fact know, that they have a built-in audience that they can draw from. Mm-hmm. But I mean, look at you. What is it? Welcome to Night Vale. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Serial's out right now. Did it come out this year yet, or are they still working on season two? They're still working on doing a season two. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, somebody's produced a similar podcast that's actually fiction. They've made up a story and done a fake investigation. Not trying to fool anybody or anything, but mm-hmm. and people are digging that too. I forget what it's called. Well, I, I think the the, <laughs> the irony in all this shit is I have friends now who, through the entire run of this, you know, did the oh yeah 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 I'll listen I'll listen uh, yeah I just it always slips my mind. Now they're listening to other podcasts and I'm like, hmm, why why did you hop on that fast moving bandwagon? You know, what I'm saying? so. Mm-hmm. I'm, but at the same time, I mean, this is more. I I don't know. Well, Aaron, I. I I, you might feel this way. Chris has a <laughs> has an aversion to terrestrial radio. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> That's putting it uh-huh. lightly, I think. And I just I'm sick of a lot of fucking terrestrial radio. And I gotta look at it this way. It's a good thing then that people are fucking going, you know what, let me turn this shit off and let me listen to something besides what the what four major conglomerates tell me I should listen to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, that appeals to that part of me that, okay, it's not my part. It's not a Christopher Media podcast or the podcast I'm on, but it's it's something different. Unless you're listening to podcasts, you're like, hey, we got the new Nickelback for you. And at that point, it's like, dude, just turn on the fucking radio. Right. Mm-hmm. Seriously. <laughs> Who the fuck is like, we're excited. We got it here first. 
Really? Oh, okay. Well, I don't think people listen to podcasts for anything that they could get out of terrestrial radio. Well, some well, the- of it, I mean, there are some programs that I listen to that get broadcast on NPR. And I don't, like, one of my favorite shows ever is on the media, which usually airs on the weekends on what you know whatever local public radio station. And... I never tune in to listen to it live, though. I never actually tune in to my local NPR station. I have them all as podcasts to listen to at my convenience. Most of the people I know that are doing the podcasting now, it's honestly the the ones who are doing the bigger ones, they do it almost on a daily basis. It's strange. It's like it's like they're on a terrestrial radio schedule, mm-hmm. and it's almost instantaneous. They get done recording it, boom, it goes out. And then they have networks that are 24-7 because they have so much content. So it's a certain time every day. You can either download it or you can just listen and stream it. To, to you know through their entire network so right you know the mod the business model is there i mean it's it's well in a lot of ways it's different from radio but in other ways some people like the comfort of having something that they're used to oh i mean i listen every day adam carolla show comes out five days a week that's mm-hmm. my new morning show that's right. what i listen to exactly you know yeah Drew and i Mike do got I, fired so now i listen to the ace man I, <laughs> you know I, yeah and i i do where i can listen to adam carolla show however i want i could binge listen to all of them on the weekends if I wanted to, but I choose to listen to it first thing in the morning. There's a, I listen to an average of probably two to four podcasts every day, but usually three or more. But Adam Carolla's is always first because that's part of my routine. That's part of waking up. And certain, I mean, obviously, I'm not alone because morning radio has been a thing for decades now, but it's not cutting it on morning radio. Now I have way more choice. Tr- now I have my pick of what I want to be my show in the morning and then people who like my mom likes to work and listen to talk radio but she would listen to like the dumbest shit like dr laura (laughs) and i haven't heard her podcast but i remember her radio show i can't imagine her podcast oh no i'm talking about radio I'm talking about Dr. Phil go to the same medical school. Yeah. Which is none. Or uh, what's his name? Paul. God damn it. Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. He's still alive. I thought he died like five years ago. Wake up, guys. I'm talking about old talk radio. I'm not talking about podcasts. (laughs) All right. She would listen to this shit you know, 20 years ago. Gotcha. This is what all day long. And there was a short period where I worked for my parents at their shop. And I don't recommend anyone ever doing that unless you really have like the most amazing family that just never fights about anything. I was like, why, why do we have to listen to this? Why? She's like, I don't even know. I'm not... I, I'm not even paying attention to what they're saying. I'm like, they're saying horrendous things. Yeah. I can't. I, I know that this is a way for you to kind of tune out and move through the day and get your work done. But this is nothing but frustration for me. So I had to turn it over to public radio because she didn't care as long as people were talking all day long. But now you don't even have to. It's not the choice of conservative all day talk radio or insane people all day talk radio or, you know, liberal leaning NPR stations, you can build your own programming and just, you know, listen to podcasts all day long, have talk radio all day long, and you made your own playlist. So how can radio compete? 
There's no way. It's just a matter of the old, like it is with all other change in, in this world. Eventually, the old people that are stuck in their ways will die, and then we will have total change. Well, there was a, a, a study that just came out a few weeks ago that kind of proves one of my racist, well, more of the classist theories that I spouted off about a year ago on this show. Terrestrial radio will exist as long as there's poor people. And an article came out that says it radio is actually at an all time high listener wise but it's with hispanics and blacks draw your own conclusions from there well but are you taking into account phones because i mean now if somebody's got a flip phone i'm like you're either mentally retarded or you're eight years old right or you're 50 or you're almost six, 60 yeah or you're over 60 yeah <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, I mean, well, what, weren't the uh, Obama phones? Were those smartphones or were they flip phones? They are now, but they originally yeah. were flip phones. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought they had switched over to, to actual smartphones, though. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Poor people can listen to podcasts. It's no longer a classist thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I can just imagine. Why, why the fuck are all these people, all, all this data through the roof? What, what, what are they looking at? Porn and podcast. Oh, well. It's a piece. Yeah, right. (laughs) A staple of my daily diet. Yeah, that gets me through the day. Yeah. I'm really, uh, yeah. Hey, it's the start of every day and the end of every day for me. (laughs) I was just going to say, it's not to get off on this, but it's really shocking how many people I know who I'm like, who the fuck looks at porn at work on their phone? And they just sit there with this, oh, shit, you're not one of us. Look on their face. And I'm like, really? I mean, I know I have a shit phone, but it's that. I mean, you can't wait to bust the night. You know, like, you know, for me, it was like, I don't even jack off to it. I just look at it. I'm like, it doesn't even make sense. I will look at porn on the toilet, but... Only like if I've looked through CBR and there's nothing interesting to read about comic books, then I'll go look at some titties <laughs> until I'm done. <laughs> so yeah, I do look at porn, you know, randomly throughout the day. Oh, not constantly, I'm not like you know obsessive about it, but yeah. yeah well, Richard, so you say who looks at it on their phone? It's me and my girlfriend were having a conversation about porn today, and we both used the same site. And she was showing me on her computer, and I'm sitting there like I just made the comment to her. Like, I don't know this desktop version. I said, I'm fluent with the mobile version, right. but this desktop version is foreign <laughs> to me. Well, plus also, I think like a little a little dose of porn in your day here and there kind of keeps those pheromones, sh- uh, you know, going. Let you know you're alive. Well, no, you, see, you give off the vibe. You never know who you're going to run into. You run into a hot <laughs> chick. I had this super hot chick that works across the street from my new job who popped in inquiring about lessons and I got her phone number for business purposes. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have to check her driver's license so you could stalk her later? (laughs) And then, oh, she was old enough. And, uh, and then, and then my boss was like, uh, let me see that contact info. You know, I'll I'll follow up on that. I'm like, I I got it. I can do this. I know this job already. I'm going to have his job in no time. Oh, shit. But yeah, you know, what I was saying is you run into a chick, you're kind of giving off a little bit of residual sexy vibes, you know? Keep thinking of yourself as a sexual animal and you'll just give off those pheromones. 
Maybe the thing is because if I use the bathroom at work and I'm in there longer than two minutes, someone's pounding on the door, going, "Hey, oh, we hit a rush, get up here," you know. So it's yeah. like, like I have friends that, that, that work union jobs and they post pictures of like getting paid to poop, and there's like a guy like real happy doing like the jump up in the air at the end of Breakfast Club thing with his fist <laughs> yeah. you know, on the toilet, and I'm like, that must be nice, especially I, on what you're making. And and some people are they can only like shit on their own toilet and. They can't shit at work, and I just feel sorry for them. Yeah, not me. It's called the power poop now. I don't know if you guys know this. Oh? It's the power poop, and it's a sign of a, a successful person. A successful person shits at work. They, they're they not <laughs> apprehensive about anything. They don't have issues, and they also drink a lot of coffee and stay active at work and keep their brains going. And that makes him shit. So the guy who's getting his getting that caffeine flowing through his veins and getting all those synapses firing also has to take a shit a couple times in the morning. They're like me. I take an average of two shits at work. One in the morning, yep. one after lunch. Yep. Have you guys been checked for colon cancer? I don't shit nearly <laughs> this much. I think that I'm keeping my colon cleaner. I <laughs> I, have a, I, I have don't a let that shit coffee. stagnate. I have a steady coffee diet from like 8.30 to 3.30 every day. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Like I'll go get that, that final cup of coffee at like 3.30. Yeah, I still only drink coffee in the morning. Also depends on the type of job you have. Like there was so much downtime at my last job. I was shitting four or five times a day just to make the day go by. <laughs> See, but I've also noticed too. There's there's a couple different types of coffee drinkers. Yeah, you you and Mandy are. I must have coffee in my system while I'm in my underwear. You, you, you guys are definitely like this must happen immediately within five minutes of waking up. Me, not so much. But I get to work, the coffee Jones hits. Yeah. If, it's, if it is 8.35 and I do not have a cup of coffee in my hand, I'm pissed. Mm. Or if I'm down in like, I've texted you a few Monday mornings. Like, it's Monday at 8.30 and there's just an empty coffee. Who works here? There are 10 <laughs> floors of people. Really? We can't get a cup of, we can't get a fresh pot of coffee at 8.30 on Monday morning? Kinda if you killed it, Joe, you make some mo. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like... You need you need the uh, uh, Terry Tate office linebacker at your work, man. Yeah, I love. Oh, dude. That shit stood the test of time. That shit makes me laugh every time I watch it, dude. That's a long distance call, Doug. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the human resources one is the one that I go back to the most. I just love that one. Yeah. But, you know, I'll make coffee in the morning. I'll maybe sip a little bit here and there as I'm getting ready. It's the drive in the morning. If I, I cannot do that commute without yelling at everybody. <laughs> Without some coffee in my hand. Strangely, it does calm me down. Well, that and, you know, having the vaporizer. Let's see. Well, I have I have other morning drive rituals, but, uh, you know, yeah. everyone's got their thing. Oh, and speaking of real quick, I know that we're all old compared to a lot of people that I work with, but I'm hearing stories from coworkers whose ages begins with one or two, and, and they're in, in, you know, and they're double digit ages, obviously. Yeah. But, they're doing dabs on the road driving into work. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, dabs? how the fuck are you? Are you sure they're not? Do- I mean, maybe. There is a thing called an auto dabber you can get uh, for a, really? a vape pen where it's it's like liquid wax and it's like doing dabs. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, but you can oh. just do like some other. You can get wax and get the pen, and it's mm-hmm. pretty much the same thing. Like, well, all I know is that as a non-weed smoker, dad, this shit's gotten out of control. Like, I went over to a buddy's house and I walk into his living room, and I'm looking, and I'm like, "Is that a, is that a fucking blowtorch?" Like, and it's. I mean, yeah. I'm talking. This thing was two and a half feet gotta. tall, and I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here, dude! What are you doing with that in your living room?" He's like, "Oh, it's really fucking smoke my dad's." Yeah, well, when you do dabs proper, it, it, it feels a little cracky. Oh, yeah. No, no and I, shit. And I've done that. Like, a uh, buddy of mine, every time I went over there for the longest time, he was always had the fucking the bong out with the fucking little metal thing on the end of it mm-hmm. and the blowtorch and everything. He'd have to, like, he'd help me with it, you know, because I was like, how do you work this confounded thing? And well, first I, time I get, did dabs, it's like, whatever happened to just smoking weed? Can we just light it and smoke it? You know, Dude, can, we, can we go retro? <laughs> I mean, the, the first time I was there for three hours, I ain't fucking moving. I ain't going anywhere. I mean, I was what? like, I'll smoke and drive. I don't give a fuck. But I, yeah. if I do dabs like that, if, you know, big bong hit dabs, I ain't going anywhere for a little while. And certainly yeah. while driving, fuck no. Yeah, I mean, you, I'd you, sooner take an ecstasy pill and try and drive on that shit than try and do dabs driving. I mean, yeah, like you, so yeah, you and um, I can yeah. agree, Aaron. Like, we're pretty seasoned heads, all right. Yeah. And the first time I did a dab, nobody warned me. Hey, this is like smoking an entire joint all at once. <laughs> right. No, no, nobody, nobody prepped me for that. I'm <laughs> right, sitting there like thirty seconds later, like fucking staring at the wall, like, right? Uh, you know, feel like a big pile of pudding. Yeah, you you shotgun a beer before, right? Sure, yeah. Well, imagine if all that beer was vodka. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 12 ounces of vodka shotgunned all at once. (laughs) And you didn't spill a drop. That's the equivalent. Like, hitting the bowl is, you know, throwing back a a beer. Then doing a dab is like a fucking 12-ounce can of... Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, just downing a a fifth of old granddad. Ugh. But I'm giving no fucks. This is the generation that bought that brought us uh, putting the alcohol up the butt. Yeah, the tampons and yeah, but- injecting all kind injecting alcohol too. Well, hey, well, if you heard of these things, Mandy just told me about these things a few months ago, and now I'm starting to see them everywhere. The, these new liquor balls, or oh, whatever. buzz balls. Yeah, it's like concentrated booze. It's like fucking like twenty percent alcohol, and it's like. I don't know. Yeah, How they're they like get away with this shit. Fucking because we all know because we used to be that age. People from like eighteen to twenty five will buy anything, especially yeah. if it gets them fucked up and it's and it promises to do it faster. Our yeah. our age group is to blame for Red Bull and vodka. You know what I'm saying? Like Jaeger bombs are our generation's fault. Oh God, don't remind me. Well, too, and it's. I mean, just think about the, I mean, you don't think about this when you're, you know, under 25, but you think about it when you're over 35. Think about how bad that is for your heart. Hey, here's a depressant and an upper at the same time. Good luck. Yeah, I know. That's, yeah, that's one of the things I'm like, I wonder if some of my problems are related to doing those massively because it's the only shot I could get everyone to agree upon half the time. I want to do whiskey and they're like, I ain't doing that. Let's do a fucking this. Let's do it. No, I'm not doing that foo-foo shit. Jaeger bombs. All right, fuck it. Let's do it. Next thing you know, it's ridiculous. Oh, and I've been saying this for years and guess what I read a couple weeks ago? Energy drinks give you heart palpitations. Shocking. Who they doesn't know your, that? They raise your blood pressure and give you irregular heartbeats. <laughs> Fucking reason I stopped drinking that shit like five years ago. Like, I've had an occasional one ever since then. Like, when I had to do, like, a 10-hour drive from Jersey to fucking Detroit overnight. Yeah, might have, might have had a monster or two on that drive. But, I mean, my whole thing, too, is, like, 
look at the back of those things. How many things have less than 10 letters for starters? <laughs> right. And when they find out taurine gives you like rampant testicle cancer, I like to think I'll be like ahead of the curve. Well, I mean, fuck everything else, just the caffeine alone. Certainly mm -hmm. in shit. In the last couple decades, it seems like every year or so, some new report comes out that coffee's good for you, coffee's bad for you. It's constantly changing because it's all based off of, you know, one study of 52 people in New Hampshire, mm -hmm. and, which means absolutely nothing. It's not, but what we can agree on is coffee in moderate use has no real side effects. And it's possible that it even has some health benefits, again, in moderation. But like everything else, when you push it to extremes, your body doesn't know what to do with it. What the exactly. fuck is it going to do with all that caffeine? Exactly. See, I, like the, the anti-vaping shit is something that I've been paying attention to because yeah. like anything else, anything I get into, all of a sudden it's, it's people want to fucking ban it, take it away, or regulate it out of existence. And... Like just reading up, and this is shit coming from the tobacco industry. The shit that they they put in cigarettes, the chemicals they put in there, the chemicals that aren't in e-juice yeah. or e-liquid, and, and it's and it's amazing to compare the two. And then when you really stop and think about it, like it's just like the caffeine thing. They're like, well, you know, children are getting sick and having been rushed to the hospital from drinking e-juice. Well, yeah, yeah, well. If you take, if you have a headache and you take two aspirin, you're good. You take a, a whole bottle. That's the last motherfucking headache you're ever gonna have. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. We don't take. We don't fucking keep that shit away. You know. Oh, we can't have that for the children. Which is that is getting to the point where all my friends now they have kids. I'm like, okay, are your kids old enough to where you now agree with me that fuck the children? Some some kids need to die off young. Like seriously. Like like, like Louis C.K. said, if a peanut kills you, maybe you're not supposed to be on this planet. Right. I mean, certainly. <laughs> George Carlin, kids are like anybody else. Few winners, whole lot of losers. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, there was a time in, in the past, in the recent past of of humanity, where we were either just too busy or just didn't give enough of a fuck to keep the sh shit that could hurt our children out of their reach. But in the last 60, 70 years, it's pretty common practice to put the bleach out of reach, keep the cabinets locked, keep your medication in a, up out of reach, or in a you know in a container that a kid can't open up. Well, and now, and now, we our whole lives, everything been in childproof bottles. Like, and, and now everybody's like, "Oh, you can't have pot brownies. You can't have e juice laying around. You can't have any of this stuff. What if the kids get it? What if? What if you're a totally horrible parent? <laughs> that's what the what. That's a, yeah. the what if it, that you're proposing. And I, I love how they want to they want to basically remove any flavoring or anything because well if it's going to be around children and it shouldn't taste good so we need to make it taste like shit so they don't want it right. okay so what about my grandmother and my mom who smoked menthol cigarettes and made getting into smoking and left them sitting all over the house which I don't care whatever parents I know that smoke still leave them sitting all over the house even if they smoke outside right your kid it, can walk up and cup you know snag a couple and you won't know it it can't be a appealing to the kids right and then and so also all porn must be only ugly women yeah because in right. case they find it they won't want to watch it yeah <laughs> be nothing there, but grandmothers there'd be a whole lot less marriage or a whole lot more cases of uh spousal uh rape <laughs> I, I don't know hey porn no, marriages but, together and, no but and, what i'm saying is there's certain things that we are allowed to fucking have as adults that we are supposed to as responsible adults keep away from children so yeah, you can't what, use that as an argument. The kids might get their hands away about the kids. Well, yeah, what, what happened to parenting? Number one, 
Keep the shit out of their reach. Number two, do what our right. parents did. Go up to something you don't want them to go and go, hey, don't touch this. This is poison. That'll scare the shit out of a kid. Right. Hey, don't eat this brownie. It's poison. But you're going to eat it. It's poison to you. Fucking it'll get the goddamn message across to the kids. But that should you be not, in their you know what? reach to begin with. Oh, yeah, and you're not even eating it in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> you what? should be able to hide your shit so well they never see it. Yes. I saw I saw a meme that uh, had, a, had a, like your typical American dad i guess and was uh caught my kid smoking weed because i heard him coughing upstairs went upstairs opened his door and called him a pussy and i'm like that's pretty much why i i only i stopped at one because that's that's me as a parent because that's what my parents said They're like, oh oh you, you want to drink you want to drink okay here and they whip out like old granddad wild right. turkey the harshest shit they had and they just pour just a tiny bit and they go go ahead go ahead go ahead no, no you're an adult go ahead and I take a hit of that shit, my asshole would pucker, and that'd be the end of it. Like I really, honestly, I didn't really start drinking until I was like drinking, drinking until I was a teenager, and I was, I didn't give a fuck. I learned to love the taste at that point. That's where. But as a kid, after that, never touched booze. Never did until I was, I was out partying. My friends were like, "You want know to make this a lot better? What if you were drunk? Yeah, let me try it." And I yeah, tried it, and I was like, "Everything's wonderful." <laughs> so, when I was. When I was little, we'd have people over, and I'd bring relatives a beer or whatever, you know, and I'd joke around like, I'm going to take a sip. My dad'd be like, go ahead, and I'd taste it and go, that tastes awful, and then that, that pretty much solved that. Well, yeah, kids are so, that's the other thing is, I can't, I don't believe children have changed as much. Kids are basically little sociopaths. If it doesn't bring them joy through taste or entertain them or whatever instantly, they don't have the patience for it for the most part. Mm -hmm. So that's going to keep them away from a lot of this shit. Right. So I, I let me let me counterpoint that. I'm not because I don't entirely disagree with you. I totally know where you're coming from, Rich. But there's something that that we do have to take into account, and it's kind of like how uh, it's, it reminds me of the conversation of police that we're having in this nation where every week there's some new shooting caught on video that seems to be completely unwarranted and this cop is out of control. And we, we do have to realize that this is a small percentage of, of police officers also. And of course, we're not hearing the stories about the ones who are actually doing their jobs right. And we're also constantly hearing about these asshole kids because these are shocking stories. But while I do certainly encounter, like I've in, in my new job, I've encountered a lot of kids and there are a handful of assholes. Really just outright, that kid is a fucking asshole and he's probably going to be an asshole his whole fucking life. Yeah. But there's, and maybe it's a little skewed and maybe I'm a lot biased because I'm working with kids learning music. But there are just still a lot of wonderful, smart kids who aren't, self-involved and haven't been raised like you can do no wrong yeah I mean, i'd say I, i'm trying to i'm not saying this to be completely contrary i'm saying there's hope there is a lot of hope well no th as much as is. we do like a lot of this this podcast is reserved for the world's going to shit which is always a, the the view of a, when a generation gets to a certain age that they start seeing the next one come up and they're like you have no fucking clue what you're doing well, some of them do. No, and that's that's very true. I mean, that, I have friends who they have children that are getting to be. I mean, I even hesitate to call them children. They're just young adults. I mean, they're they're you know the last year or two of high school. They've you know did, walked straight and narrow, and you know, extracurricular activities. Mm -hmm. They're attractive to colleges that aren't. You know, don't start with community or have that in the set in 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 the name. You know, <laughs> but I mean. And I'm like, yeah, those aren't the kids that I think of. Sadly, 
it's it's kind of like I've said multiple times on this show, it's the squeaky wheels that, that tend to get to grease, people that mm-hmm. yell the loudest. And usually people yelling the loudest about nonsense, that's exactly what it is. It's nonsense. It's it's a, it's a small minority right. taints everybody who nope. is in the same age group, class, race, whatever. And the internet has become a giant megaphone for them. Right. It's the focusing point of all that hatred and weirdness and confusion. And but you know the interesting dynamic that I that I'm realizing kind of now while we're having this conversation in this country. The interesting dynamic is internally when we look at our own society, when we look at what whether, whether it's cops or the next generation or immigrants or whatever, we have this kind of viewpoint where we take the, the bad seeds and kind of focus in on those and extrapolate from there and go, well, cops are out of control. Kids are all self-involved and stupid, and immigrants are all rapists and lazy murderers or whatnot. Terrorists now. Don't forget terrorists. No, no. Uh, this weekend. But, that, but what's interesting is when we look outside of our country, we don't do that even when we should, because the thing that's out of control is radical Islam, or just Islam in general, because if, <laughs> if you're a peaceful Islamist, you need to get your fucking shit together because there's a lot of people dragging your religion through the mud, a lot of them, and there's more of them than we even realize. And, and that's... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I think I'm done. <laughs> well, no, I agree with you, but that's just not an Islam problem. That's just most major religions problem, period, in my opinion, because I see it I see it with the, you know, the hardcore Christians who, like, okay, my friends who profess to be Christians, someone like the Westboro Baptist Church, they see them and they go, well, come on, they're not real. Christians. They they shrug it off and I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand because you're insulated by your entire social, you know, group. You all go to church. You all you you don't step outside of your little bubble enough to realize that the people who are not religious, who are secular, who are atheists, who are agnostic, whatever you, you know, whatever we are, yeah, you guys you guys, yeah, you're not as crazy as them, but you're just as fucking crazy. And and you just you're not out there protesting. Not so crazy that they would use their religion as an excuse to murder innocent people. Not murder, but definitely subjugate. And it's like, so over something that you you clearly, you tell me yourself, you only, the only reason that you believe in what you believe in it is through faith, which is completely illogical, completely not rational. And you're going to use that as an excuse to, well, this person can't do this, or I don't like these type people, or this and this and this and this. Huh. I mean, I over since the shit in Paris, I I'm kind of shocked. I knew it was going to be a shit storm, but I didn't realize how quickly people would tire of the shit storm and just literally start chopping friends friends and friendships off. And I've seen it happen. I mean, people just in talking, and I'm talking face to face. I never knew you were this type of person. I don't want. I just get out of my face. I don't want nothing to do with you. And I'm like, oh my god, are you serious? I didn't realize how many people hold so many deeply held beliefs about this shit to where it's like, no, all Islam has to go. We need to declare a war on Islam. And I'm like, how did, really? How'd the Crusades turn out? I mm-hmm. mean, anytime you start invoking religious war, war is bad enough on its own. Now you're going to have a war on people's faith? Well, too, and you could argue with the, the whole immigration argument. Didn't we go through this in World War II? The Nazis were going to hide among the Jewish immigrants. It's the same old tired fucking arguments, really. It's 
and it, it it's just it's kind of scary you know and maybe i'm coming from a, a biased place in, of this because i am lebanese but at the same time it's like it's not everybody we have to get that through our skulls well like i, I, said, I this, think we, this, may, we need to move past the idea that we we can go to war with a religion or uh an idea like these are the these are things that we talk about all the time as a nation about going to war on terrorism and now that we have to have a war on islam these are ideas how do you f- you can only fight ideas with other ideas right coming up with better ideas which is what we did we figured out a better way to live and not be subjugated to other people or religions or kings or whatever and we made a country based on that and so that's how we fight terrorism that's how you fight oppressive religions, by showing people, here's another way to live. Doesn't mean everybody's going to agree with you or come over to your side, but that's how you fight it. You have to separate all those ideas from who are you going to go after? Who's this Navy SEAL strikes going to be on? Who are we bombing? Who are we going to put troops on the ground in whatever country? And that's just based on who's most likely to start fucking with us, based on what they're saying. I'm not saying this is like international thought crime, like minority report, like we have to find these people before they strike on us. I'm saying you've got a group of people in an area with malicious intent and they're vocal about it. There's where you act and it has nothing to do with what they believe. You just, you simply have to, it's when we encounter uh, serial killers in this nation, we don't automatically go, well, everybody that's uh, insane, everybody that has mental problems has a potential to kill multiple people. Well, we're able to separate what that person believes because we understand that they're completely fucking crazy. And these, these extremists are completely fucking crazy for what they believe. So why are we even letting that cloud our judgment in who we're going to fight, who are actually going to use our uh, immense army against? Well, see, that's, that's where a lot of people get a sliver of fact and they run with that and they don't look at the bigger picture of facts. Like, to use your, your, your serial killer analogy or comparison obviously there's a profile towards serial killers think of think of the dc sniper snipers everyone mm-hmm. thought that was a white guy middle middle-aged white guy sure. blah 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 the standard fbi profile we all know from every fucking shitty mm-hmm. you know procedural show on tv that's how come they got away with it for so long because we were looking in completely the wrong place and we all tend to believe that just like you hear like something about a child molester most people First thing I say is, oh, he must have been molested as a kid. And, you know, I've, I've actually had friends who've had family members that were young that were molested, and, they, and they've come to me and we're talking about it. And they go, now I'm worried they're going to grow up to be a child molester. Yeah, okay, most child molesters were molested as children. That's a fact. But most people who are molested don't grow up to be child molesters. And we ignore that. It's just like, okay, yeah, most of the terrorism that, that, that we, now, we now look at and pay most attention to, which is since 9-11. Yeah, yeah, it's Mus- it's 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 based in Islam in, in some way, shape, or form. But that's not doesn't mean everybody who's a Muslim is a fucking terrorist. And these people can't separate those two things and and keep those two thoughts in their head at the same time. I mean, I have people I, I Redford borders Dearborn. Well, Dearborn Heights. Yep. But I mean, you know, <clears throat> it's right down the road. And there are people like, oh my God, they're gonna attack Dearborn. Really? Really? Well, first of all, if anything, the attack well, will come from Dearborn if they really want to use their brains. Exactly. But- I'm like, why do you that's where the highest concentration in this country of Middle Eastern people live. Why would they attack that? And on top of that, they're, they're you know, there's yeah, but people there's a, that, it's a lot of Chaldean. That's what I was gonna say. There's a you know, party stores around here. I there's there's one across the street. When I go in, I know the guy, you know, hey Chris, what's 
what's up? Hey, what's up, man? We bullshit. I'm, you know, and we talked about hey, buddy. the shit, the fr- shit in France. And Boss. He's like, hey, my my friend. But he's like, uh, he's like, dude, you know how many people have like come in here and said shit like, well, you know, I know you're Muslim and you're one of the good ones. And he's like, I'm Chaldean. I'm Catholic. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not. I'm. I'm not down with that Muhammad shit. And it's just pure ignorance and these are people and i mean on top of that if he was muslim to come in and be like i know you're muslim but you're one of the good ones what does that sound like that's backhanded racism yeah that's like saying oh you're black oh i never would have guessed because you know you speak so well like what what, what, uh, i'm educated i went to high school what the fuck (laughs) but you don't one thing i've thought of the perfect way to kind of uh turn these people's logic on them though the whole well if you're a muslim you're terrorist okay ask them you catholic yeah, well, you must molest little boys. I mean, that's that's their same logic, isn't it? Lumping you in with the bad ones because. Yeah. But it also know? it also speaks to the security of the or insecurity of the person that you're talking to, and because Eric, in, just the other day, in introducing me to one of the instructors, not verbatim, but pretty much said, "This is so and so. He's a Christian. Don't worry, he's one of the good ones." Jesus. <laughs> <sighs> and the no the person smiled he was like smiled and nodded yeah okay but hold on a second was that that's like a white per- is that ball busting between people that are friends because i no okay. it was a simple observation okay it was eric speaking his mind the way he's known to well no because i have friends that i'll introduce and you know they're black and i'm like hey this is you know demarcus or alvin or so and so but uh yeah don't worry he, he he's cool and it's a joke between us. Like, if, sure. I, if I meet their friends, yes. they're like, this is rich, but this is a down-ass white boy. You ain't got to worry about it. He ain't like the rest of them. You know, and we all laugh about it. So, I mean, I didn't know if it was maybe a joke. So, I just want to get the comment. would be like me and Aaron walking up to somebody, me introducing Aaron to somebody, and be like, don't worry. He's Irish. He's not German. He's one of the good ones. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's the same logic. <sighs> it, and, and, I, and people I, don't I'm see not, it that way. I, yeah. I'm not arguing the, the the logic of it. I'm just saying there's a sliding scale to the emotional reaction depending on who you're who you're talking about. Certainly, white Christians aren't persecuted anywhere, really. Well, I mean, you just don't ask most. Of, well, not most, but I'm gonna say a, a vocal vocal segment of them that because you know we as we've covered ad nauseum on this fucking show. Most of this shit coming from the fucking right is, oh, it's a war on Christmas. It's a yeah, war on our I was, faith. I was going to say, I, yeah, I don't count the war on Christmas. Because they hate <laughs> Jesus. No, no, no. Yeah, I, These red cups right. are attack yes. on our religion. That only proves my point. They're, they're not persecuted because they have no real problems. Yeah. I, I know, and you're walking around looking for shit to be offended by. Oh, yeah. That mm. means that pretty much your life is good. So you need to chill the fuck out. Well, Aaron, no, what was it, that thing be- today on uh, the on uh, the Corolla show? The the student who feels that the the environment is hostile at her college because her uh, her, her teacher used what was it, the word what welfare and something else and felt those were racist terms. What did you not get that far into the show today, Aaron? No. What are you supposed? Oh, to, okay. What sorry. what did this student want him to call it? Let me see if I can find it here on the Google. Like it, it was assistance. It, it was definitely one of the most PC. We were disappearing up our own ass stories I've heard lately. Because, yeah, I'm trying to think like, at, man, even in the hood, they call it food stamps still. It's a bridge card. Your EBT. Yeah. You know, it, 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 which, by the way, can I mention that I went to a dispensary in Flint the other day and the ATM machine there accepted the EBT card? 
<laughs> I'm not making that. I wanted to take a picture of it, but Man. you're not allowed to pull out your phone and dispensaries. Yeah. Oh my god, that is fucking great. You should have been like, hey, can I get talk to someone who works here? I need him right here, right now. Please take a picture of that and send it to me. <laughs> I gotta post that. That would have been the perfect for like our, our Instagram account that had one picture as the last picture we ever post. Just there you go. This explains how we feel about the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can buy your weed with government assistance. <laughs> yeah. You want your medical marijuana? I don't think so. Even the even the, the chief of the DEA said that's bullshit. Fuck you. Yeah, he's going to have a new job soon. That's going to be not the chief of the DEA. Okay. We're not worried about him. We already we talked about this on the Weedsman. Is there is there a more bullshit fucking agency that that is tied to law enforcement than the DEA? There is another organization operating out of fear. That's the point I wanted to make out of, about Christianity too. Did I make that one already? No. They're, they're operating out of fear of their shrinking numbers in Christianity and their shrinking power in the DEA. Uh, well, God forbid we can't throw them uh, young black males in fucking prison at historical rates to work for, to make products for pennies on the fucking dollar that they would make even overseas and sell them. You know, God forbid the, you know, don't even get me started on that. Cause it, once again, I might have to go find some tinfoil if I do. I'm just like, I can't, I can't. Oh. God, that fucking irritates me. But anyways. Yeah. Good portion of your tax dollar goes towards uh, private organizations that are housing millions of people being imprisoned for drug crimes. A lot of crack cocaine, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like the story I heard about a guy who... so much uh, the powdered stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, right? Because they go by weight. So, but they they don't go by what they cut it with or what else is in there. Just like they do with LSD. That's how come there was guys serving fucking 250-year sentences for a fucking half a sheet of ass. Yeah. But they also specifically said if it's in crack form, it's like 10 times the normal what you would uh the normal sentence you would get from powdered cocaine oh in a heartbeat hell yeah hell yeah because especially when those laws were fucking draconian drug laws were written that was that was you know cocaine was still considered a white drug crack was black people's version of that it was the it was the quote-unquote violence that was associated with the crack cocaine that yeah. caused the that gave them justification for increasing the penalties. And it's funny because I've the one thing I can say that that has that I will miss about doing the podcast is I've watched a lot more documentaries, a lot more stuff about social issues like this because well, Keep I don't more informed of what's yeah, going down in the world. I, I don't want to speak out of my ass any more than I already do, so yeah. I might as well fucking learn a few things. So I don't know, man. I hope that sticks with me because. <laughs> I think more if I'm going to talk out of my ass, I'm going to at least make it try make it sound educated. Well, yeah, I mean, that's 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 the new American way. I mean, you know, <laughs> I have a thesaurus and I have an opinion. Let me get on the internet. And we did that for 145 yeah. episodes. So there you go. I, I meant more like like posting instead of podcasting, mm-hmm. but. Flip side of the same coin, really. It's just trying to throw in a little self-deprecating humor. Well, this might be my last chance to bitch on podcast about grammar then, so I'll take advantage of it and say how much it irritates me when people... Now, this was a, a Facebook post that I read in relation to, uh, I don't know, some musician's death that I didn't know of, but I guess he was semi-popular. And the person wrote a little memorial to them that used all lowercase throughout no commas or apostrophes anywhere not even in i'm so i'm is lowercase i am 
No periods either. Instead, every sentence ended with a space in two periods, which I think was supposed to be an ellipsis of some sort, which is the thing now. We're not using periods anymore. We're using ellipses instead, where we should be using periods and commas. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> well, now, as somebody who one of the, the few subjects I was good in in school was English, it, I, I'm, I'm with you there, Aaron. All of a sudden, grammar and punctuation have evaporated and that that could be part of the whole i mean once again that's probably another thing that's the internet's fault maybe maybe more smartphones but yeah just like you know i'm sure you've heard the phrase in the last few years customer service is a dying art i would say grammar and punctuation are as well and it's annoying as fuck to read misspelled words all the time like from major news organizations like i'm not talking about somebody uh, making a blog i'm talking about from like abc nbc the ap reuters right you know what has never failed me on any computer spell check yeah they even grammar <laughs> liable as fuck too. yeah like i'm not saying i'm some great speller i'm a horrible speller and i I'm a faster typer than I am thinker sometimes. So I just, it sometimes comes out backwards and like gibberish. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's spell check. Just proofread it. I'm not fucking writing a novel. Read it over once and does it make sense? And did you get all your punctuation and your spelling correct? Yeah, like every email I send out at work is at least a second or third version of that email. Because I'll type it and then I'll read through it. And I want to sound like, you know, not a Neanderthal. Right. So I saw a resume so- the other day where uh, the person did somewhat follow the, uh, I know there's a name for the format, but, you know, you, you have the indented with the uh, bullet points. I guess it is bullet point, or you could use numbers or whatever. So she had like experience and then indented in, in bullet points the, you know, the individual things about that, that job that she did. And, and, but there were bullet points, there were three exclamation marks in front of everything, <laughs> which what I guess you just add a little excitement to it. <laughs> Oh god! Yeah, I, it's gotten to the point where I just like I I always knew that when it comes to typing stuff out, my grammar was horrible, and I did my best to 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 fix that. Now I'm and then then I just got to the point where I'm like I'm gonna try really hard, and I'm just gonna have to accept it. This is just gonna be one of those you know those things that I'm never gonna be great at. Now I look around and I just go I, I don't feel so bad anymore. Yeah, I really don't. I mean, I when I send a text, I do my best to punctuation capitalization makes a difference you know i mean yes, or there there and there oh, like God. that's people just stopping to me. think it about yeah Pe- people must hate me too because i realize if i have misused it i will send the text back with the asterisk to correct my grammar <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just yeah. because i don't want people to think i'm a fucking idiot oh to correct your grammar i thought you yeah. for a minute you were saying to correct their grammar if they no, miss it <laughs> your oh, end I- there <laughs> <laughs> no i Two is the one that bothers me. Yeah. Yep. Like when I see, I, we're People going. Forgot the two with two O's for exists. <laughs> well, like it just when died. I see, when I see the yeah, we're going to the store and it's spelled T W O. I'm like, how do you even make that mistake? I mean, that yeah, that's the number. Yeah. I can't. 
Spell check. Nah, nah. Well, see, yeah, spell check will save you there. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe you on that one. That's just pure fuck up on your part. And I have three texts that I purposely locked in my phone and saved from different times to prove that you're dumb and you think yeah. to the store. Maybe is in the spelled yeah. like the number. Maybe, maybe in the future when we have like you know functional AI and quantum computing, we can have retard check. But until <laughs> then, just educate yourself a little bit. Retard check. Should that be the name of the final episode? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> the R word check. Yeah. <laughs> bitch, if, if, if all of a sudden we put the retard check and people flipped the fuck out. <laughs> and called and it, for it us to like, stop. Really? <laughs> we'd be like, did you late. even listen? Or it'd be <laughs> yeah, exactly. of someone reading an article and being pissed by the headline and just going right to the comment section. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, so should we end it on that, gentlemen? Yes, I think that's a good point to end it on. And uh, yeah, I don't even know what to say now. Well, I mean, I, I think I think the one thing that we should say is uh, to the, to our super fan, Dawn, thank you for... Uh, for, for listening and, and, and being as vocal about trying to get the word out there. Or she did. She did put the word out there. She, there was no try to it. So Much we appreciated. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. we, and we hope anyone listening to this would will follow us on with, the, well, Chris and I are continuing on with the Weedsmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to be doing some sort of music podcast in the near future. And hopefully not too soon after that, we'll have a comic book podcast in the works that I hope will be unique and entertaining enough to float above the sea of weirdness out there. Mm-hmm. Of course, we have Beer Nuts as and, well. Yep. I'm a part of that one. Beer Nuts, you know, that's right. And Rich, I hope you get things figured out, man, because I still think there's a sports podcast with me and you. I was thinking that, but and just at this point, like once a month, that's just it would be it would be like real sports with Brian Cumble's territory. But yeah, I just I was like, eh, yeah, to even try to throw that in there right now, that probably wouldn't be a good idea. No, I mean, just get your get your shit figured out, and then, like same deal with Jay, man. There will always be a mic for you, man. Once you get once life calms down for you. Well, this is just me, but I I I, I think Jay could do a fucking like maybe text slash gaming podcast yeah easily yeah. easily that's just my opinion he, he seems to everybody has a hobby and that seems to be a hobby is so and it's only the biggest entertainment uh percentage wise and dollar wise it's the biggest entertainment yeah. industry in this country i right know now. i it, it, porn and video gaming are the the dirty little secrets of the entertainment industry they it really especially yeah. in america because we just we like to think that only teenage boys use it Mm-hmm. But literally everybody's using it. So. Well, we were those teenage boys, and we are now middle age. So, <laughs> all right, you damn right. I got my copy of Fallout Four. Shit. So what did they do? Seven hundred fifty million in the first week. Yeah. Fuck your Avengers movie. Yep. Signing off for the generation that was told they never have to grow up. This is unregimented. <laughs> yes. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yep. Have it. Take it easy, guys. Thanks, and uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I know, right? I had no idea what I wanted my absolute last words to say, so mine's, edit mine's that be, as you see fit. Mine, mine will be thank you. There you go. Yes, thanks, everyone. Bye. To you guys, to the listeners, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.
If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.